Welcome fellow wine lovers, this is the Wine Ghost Podcast. I'm Mate Vosh, a certified sommelier and seeker of hidden stories behind the most mysterious drink in history. For more information or direct contact, please look for the Wine Ghosts on Instagram and Facebook. But now, please grab a glass, get comfortable and listen to how today's ghosts get out of the bottle. This interview was recorded on the 30th of May, after we spent a magical afternoon with Sebastian Schiller in the outskirts of Stuttgart. Sebastian is the leader of Germany's first crowdfunded winery, which builds on his inherited vineyards in the stuttgart Ruacker area. Sebastian also left us plants, some PB varieties in his little experimental wine museum, before we drank some Portonic together between his wines. He also showed us their little hütte or cottage, where we ended up tasting more of his wines together during the actual recording. So in this episode you can learn about working with PV varieties and why they might be easier to integrate into organic or biodynamic viticulture. Sebastian also explains why his way of working the vineyards create more transparency and requires a lot more handwork. Since he's also a passionate port wine maker, he explains why his style of fortified wines is fresher and more vinish than those from Portugal. This recording begins without any official starting, but I hope that this little introduction will fill in that gap for you. And I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did our afternoon with Sebastian. Cheers! Mm-hmm. Um, we actually make it from the uh, belly white. Okay. We, we have the blue grapes uh-huh. that we gently press mm-hmm. and with the, with the whole bunch pressing. Okay. And when the juice turns into uh, rosé, uh-huh. we separate it from the... Yeah, the, there's a white wine tank and uh-huh. the last pressing becomes the rosé. So that's okay. how we... So that's the barrel white, but the second half the of The second it, press, second so to press, say. Okay. Yeah. But it's also, um, we have some Dornfelder in it, uh-huh. so which is completely going into the rosé. Okay. And that's how we how we work it in the winery. Nice. Okay, cheers. Thank you very much. (laughs) Chin chin. Chin chin. That's a little bit of CO2, no? Uh, Yeah, it's a a seco. So there's CO2 added. Yeah, added. Okay. Um, But it's a a very soft it's a special system. I don't know that much about it. Which <laughs> the guy who does it has a special machine for it, and mm-hmm. it's a very gentle. Um, we we also make here a lot of tannins because from the second pressing you uh-huh. get more extraction, also mm-hmm. from phenolics, mm-hmm. and so it it doesn't come very sweet. Yeah. So people now the bottle is empty, but the bottle is very. It's colorful and it's people expect it to be more sweet, mm-hmm. but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's mostly yeah. the the, uh, the women order, uh-huh. and the guys ah oh, no rosé seco no I don't like this, but then they reorder. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then they say yeah it's only for the women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's also for the men. Yeah, yeah it is, especially in a sunny day like this because I uh, sorry um. Because I started a recording already, but I think I should mention that 
we are sitting here under or next to a, a little planting and with a really cute house under the pine tree under yeah. the sun so it's a, just a magical setting so check out the video <laughs> which we recorded and um, so welcome to the show Sebastian after two hours of <laughs> working and talking together but maybe if you could just introduce where we are and yourself and this little project where it started so where we are at the moment is uh, it's called Dubachtal mm -hmm. so it's it's a little side valley of Vorakker mm -hmm. Uh, created by the creek Durbach, okay. which means small creek, uh -huh. and uh, this little house behind us, it's our event location, mm -hmm. called Durbach Hütte, mm -hmm. where we make uh, tastings and uh, events, our little uh, Hüttenbesen, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, for us it's like our, yeah, we don't have a fancy vinothek or stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. You either find us in the vineyards or here, so mm -hmm. it's, we are, yeah, we are more in nature than in. True, and it's like um, because just behind us, like twenty people sitting under the vines and drinking wines by the by the bottle, because you sell here by the bottle. But uh, do you also like maybe if you could just go back to two thousand thirteen, right mm -hmm. when the, the first vintage actually. Yeah, when we found it, and yeah. when they, when you found it, so how how the idea came about? And um, we, to be honest, the founding year two thousand thirteen is the official founding. Mm -hmm. We've been making experimental wines since two thousand and four. Okay, we did uh, wild fermentation, yeast contact, mm -hmm. and. Yeah, like in this little small uh, glass balloons we started, it's 25 liters mm -hmm. and we, yeah, we were drinking the wines ourselves or just with friends and sold mm -hmm. it a little bit around us and the reputation was good and this gave us the, yeah, the idea to maybe, to maybe make it official uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, 13 was actually, um, it was our slow founding, so uh -huh. to say. Um, the first official vintage was 14, mm -hmm. but we made a, a red port in 13 and uh, the Limberger Cabernet, which is our flagship red. Uh -huh. So there were two barrels existing in 13. Official founding was mm -hmm. 14, but they need two years, so we wanted to be ahead. Mm -hmm. And you, you have your own vineyards, right? But you, all the cellar work or winemaking is kind of sourced out to other yes, facilities? The, the, the winemaking we sourced out because we, we couldn't raise that much money. Mm -hmm. The vineyards are in the family history since uh -huh. many generations. Mm -hmm. So the base was always there, but mm -hmm. yeah, we, my father sold the grapes to a cooperative, mm -hmm. my grandfather as mm -hmm. well. Yeah, and we. Yeah, we have another vision of the future of this valley. And can you tell us a little bit about the vineyards where we were just actually just planted some PV grapes, PV vines. So maybe the soil and the, like what kind of vines do you feel comfortable there? And yeah, I think what's special about this whole area is that it uh, it never got it never got bulldozered. Okay, and the soil 
got never moved uh -huh. to make it yeah to make it workable with machines mm -hmm. so yeah every soil is like 100 years or 200 years or 800 years ago so mm -hmm. we have a winemaking history here since mm -hmm. 800 years yeah every rock is still there so there was no movement mm -hmm. but we still have to work like 100 years ago so we don't have any machines we do everything by hand and uh, that's that's in, in these days it's a big disadvantage mm -hmm. because we cannot be as cost effective yeah. and um, yeah but as you can see by where we are just now uh, it's also our biggest point because every vineyard has a, a soul you can you can feel the energy of mm. the centuries and Sometimes when I'm in more uh, efficient vineyards, I mm. don't feel this. So it's all very the same. Mm. There might be awesome soil, mm. but I don't feel the energy. Mm. And, and the tradition, right? Because we were turning like, when we came from the vineyards, it's like five kilometers away, right? Kind of. No, maybe one. Maybe. It's just a lot of, ah, okay. <laughs> a lot a lot of, of curvy curves. roads. <laughs> because you just pointed to places. Yeah, that's where our vineyards are. Okay, yeah. and then uh, just so many exposures and so so steep. Actually, it's like I was in Rheingau or I don't know, <laughs> almost in Mosel. It's like so steep, sterile vineyards, and just um, a lot of possibilities to to create something uh, different from plot to plot, right? Yes, uh, we we did a lot of replantation because mm -hmm. yeah the. Some varieties were not in the perfect spot in mm -hmm. our uh, in our eyes, mm -hmm. so we we corrected this. Okay. We just have the riesling on the very top mm -hmm. anymore, where it's mineralic, and we we get the elegance that we uh -huh. are looking for. Yeah, and as I told you already, uh, that we our philosophy is uh, traditional grapes yeah. in a vineyard where we can go with a little machine. Uh -huh. And if there's terraces, we work with a new generation of grapes mm -hmm. where we have less effort. Mm -hmm. And can you tell us a little bit about this PV uh, variety? Because it's not so common that in a quality wine, so to say, you, you drink PV wines. Yeah, um, I think uh, they don't have a reputation yet because people just don't know it. Uh -huh. So it takes very long to get used to varieties, mm -hmm. Riesling, Pinot Noir, mm -hmm. so people know this since many times. Mm -hmm. And the new varieties are even hard to remember. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's in, often it's, uh, it's small vineyards and you can not make 200 bottles yeah. by variety. That's why I think PVs often go into a blend mm -hmm. at the beginning. And if you have more vineyards of, for example, Cabernet Blanc, yeah. you find Cabernet Blanc uh, in the market. Mm -hmm. So there's some wines which are 100%. I think Muscargas, which is an our white blend, you can find. Uh, Sauvignac, I mm -hmm. think, will be 
has a big future because mm -hmm. it's super resistant against all the fungus mm -hmm. around. And yeah, we see, we can only say for, for our little world here, yeah. this combination of traditional and new grapes mm -hmm. works for us. It, it may not work somewhere else. Uh -huh. So everybody has to find his own, own path. I think that's ours. Mm -hmm. And so do you think that with PV varieties, for example, it's easier to work organically? and biodynamically or it's definitely because you you can it, you have to spray 80% less yeah and you're not stressed to spray every week yeah. and you can easily go for biological mm -hmm. spraying mm -hmm. and yeah it saves you a lot of time saves you a lot of money and we we better invest our time in doing the special treatments yeah. to make better wine mm -hmm. instead of spraying. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> so what uh, other plans do you have for the, maybe for the vineyard? Because you already mentioned that you don't plan too much, but I'm sure you have some plans in your head. <laughs> in your head, because you also like, uh, you make some rosé seco and you make some uh, you blend some traditional vines with so Venus Vinefra with the PVs and um, you plant we've also planted some Cabernet Sauvignon so yeah true uh, we have a we have a Sauvignon Blanc mm -hmm. which is a hundred percent Sauvignon Blanc um, it's we cannot taste it's uh, sold out at the moment uh -huh. um, Sauvignon Blanc goes very well here because we are very high in altitude uh -huh. we're one of the highest in this region how high do you know? Oh, uh, I have to check. The highest point is the, the lookout tower. Okay. And we're just underneath. Okay. I think it's yeah. 400 something. Mm -hmm. So it's it's higher than Remstal okay. at the most parts. And which means we get very cold nights. Mm -hmm. And Sauvignon Blanc needs sun during the day and very cold nights to mm -hmm. get aroma in the grape. Mm -hmm. And this happens here. Uh -huh. Okay. We have Riesling, what we're going to taste next. Okay. Uh, Riesling is our Liebling. <laughs> it's, our, uh, it's our favorite since we make wine, officially or unofficially. Riesling has always been in our cellar. And it started in this small batch. <laughs> and uh, maybe about the winery, because maybe some people don't get what does it mean working in a crowdfunded winery and working with so how should we imagine to work in a vineyard like this if you have like harvest time or just do the canopy management? So how do you recruit people and how do you manage like every part of the winemaking or wine um, taking care of the vines? We, we realized um, that people are really interested in, in the history of the wine and what's what's the story uh -huh. behind and what's the special treatments mm -hmm. and um, yeah we, we don't want to hide anything mm -hmm. we, we bring people in the vineyard and say if we do not want to spray yeah. uh, glyphosate mm -hmm. we have to use this tool and to dig out everything by hand mm -hmm. 
takes 20 the time than spraying, but that's what we do now. Yeah. And then people, people get the message that even making a 10 euro wine is shitload of effort if you do mm. it in a sustainable way. Uh -huh. And yeah, I think this me message you can more easily tell in the vineyard where it happens uh -huh. than in a fancy tasting room. Uh -huh. yeah, sure. So how do you organize these people at the moment? Because I know that uh, the new website is coming up, right? Yeah, <laughs> told us. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> at the moment, it's, uh, it's very, it's, it's not very organized. <laughs> people really have to send us an email and mm -hmm. really, they really have to want to help. Uh -huh. And then, then we invite and then we just meet at, at a meeting point and then uh, I decide also sometimes uh, spontaneously by the weather uh -huh. if it's if it's too hot and the soil is just like mm -hmm. it's too dry then we don't we don't dig in the soil we do some canopy uh -huh. so it's okay you, you can plan but don't plan too much and how can we maybe imagine like a harvest day uh, Harvest day is very planned, so okay. there's, there's not much happening by chance. <laughs> um, we normally we start like 8:30, maybe nine. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's too too wet. The mm -hmm. Grapes are too wet from uh, from the night, and then we we do not harvest vineyard by vineyard. We harvest parts of the vineyard which go into the certain wine of the day. Okay. So, which means if we have a barely white harvesting day, uh -huh. could mean we are in four different vineyards. There's even two parallel teams. So maybe it's seven vineyards, uh -huh. 20, 30 terraces. So for the people, sometimes it's uh, really destructing mm -hmm. so they go to a vineyard then okay it's these eight terraces if we're finished it's 200 <laughs> meters next vineyard uh -huh. seven terraces then we go in the car somewhere else where we have lunch <laughs> and after a crazy day like this mm -hmm. uh, they've seen a lot but they don't know where they have been <laughs> mm. and then you like bring the grapes to yeah we we collect the grapes uh -huh. first of all we, we explain everything we do so mm -hmm. you don't have to know anything about winemaking so mm -hmm. there's uh, a very intense instruction yeah. so people don't make any mistakes okay so we we don't work or harvest it's better exact than quick uh -huh. so that's our philosophy okay and then you bring all this to a yeah, we bring all the grapes then to a winery where mm -hmm. I work mm -hmm. and uh, there we, we crush the grapes, we press, we ferment. Mm -hmm. So this all happens in a bigger cellar where mm -hmm. we just sort of rent uh -huh. our little mm -hmm. space. Because yeah, building a known cellar is mm. a lot of money that we cannot afford. And do you have some some plans like this in, the, in your head for the future? Or? Honestly, no, no. <laughs> um, I think wine is wine is happening in the vineyard and mm -hmm. in a cellar. You can just preserve the quality. Mm -hmm. 
um, yeah, we are we are vineyard winemakers, okay. not cellar winemakers. Ah, cheers to that. <laughs> so we are drinking a Riesling Liebling 2018. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> not only. Um, the interesting part, it's a, it's oh, a okay. blend of two vintages. Um, this actually happened with the last uh, bottling. Mm -hmm. where 2015 didn't finish the wild fermentation so it stopped okay and but why because of the high alcohol or no the yeast was just, just lazy okay and fell asleep in winter didn't wake up mm -hmm. and then you you can you can squill it you can give it some some air okay but it didn't didn't ferment the rest of the sugar and yeah, we did, we didn't want to put a commercial yeast, like yeah. a commercial yeast mm. to just get it dry. Then my idea was let's just harvest sixteen and ferment fifteen with the fresh yeast. Okay. And yeah, it was sort of risk uh -huh. riskful, but it it worked. Uh huh. And in the end, we had a, a wine which was two years on the yeast, uh -huh. the fifteen vintage, uh -huh. and the other one like almost a year. Okay. And it, the interesting thing was 15 was a very hot year, 16 more fresh. Yeah. The combination was really good. Uh-huh. And what we have now is almost the same. 17 was the fresh year with the frost. Uh -huh. So we have pretty nice acidity here and 18 again very hot. Mhm. Mm and yeah. So first bottling of the Riesling happened mm -hmm. to be two vintages but we, we sort of like this uh, combination of two years. Hmm. So, so it's gonna be a tradition? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just changed it and I can encourage you to follow on this path. <laughs> but really the the nose is really delicately peachy and actually this almost peachy apricot flowery nose it's a really delicate nose almost like a kind of feminine at this like this typical like energetic blady riesling but a more like aromatic i would say really flowery nose for me but it has a typical württemberg riesling quality i think because it's really fruity but i preserved the acidity so it's really well balanced and and it has a how much time did this spend on the lease uh the 17 mm -hmm. uh yeah two years 18. like on fine lease or um, very long on the main yeast, uh -huh. and then we we take it off, but we take a lot of mm -hmm. fine yeast. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, and uh, it's it's very long on the on the vines. We don't like the early harvesting trend, which is yeah, which I think is a trend at the moment. Um, we keep the riesling as long as possible. The, if the leaves turn yellow yeah. and the grapes golden, mm. then it's time to get the Riesling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and this is reductive or you put it in other barrels? Um, we work very oxidative, okay. so we, we, we stem the grapes by feet. Okay. We put the mesh in a cooling room so uh -huh. we get some cold extraction. Uh -huh. And after four or five days, we press the juice and then it's natural fermentation, which is 
wait until it's finished. Mm -hmm. But in a stainless steel. Yeah, yeah. yeah Riesling yeah. is all stainless steel. Mm -hmm. Yes. It, it gets this creamy character from the long yeast contact, I guess. Yeah. Like it has some, some body to it, some weight and mid palate, really. Yeah, it's got some, uh, it's got some phenolic mm -hmm. structure, which comes yeah. from the extraction of the grapes. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. you don't these them, right? The whole, whole no, bunches? No. Uh -huh. Yeah, we just, yeah. we don't these them, we yeah. stamp. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not only linear, so it's really full, like, it's mouthful wine, but not heavy, so it's still refreshing. Really nice texture. Thanks. Hmm. And what, what other wines do you have, like in the portfolio? Um, we have the Sauvignon Blanc, which uh -huh. is also from the um, from the premium range, which mm -hmm. is like uh, single variety wines. Uh, we have a we have a red blend, okay, which is uh, which is uh, Pinot Noir, Lemberger, and Cabatine, okay, another PV, okay, uh, and I'll just show you. Mm -hmm. Portfolio. So that was the Riesling Liebling. Yeah. <laughs> you know what Liebling means? It's like a... <laughs> you should look at her. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite, actually. <laughs> Your Liebling? Yeah. Oh, and we tasted the Portfolio White, the port wine at the vineyard. Can you tell us a little bit about this port project and maybe your personal attachment? It. Uh, the portfolio wide is a, a project we uh, we make with with a friend in Würzburg, uh -huh. and so it's uh, yeah it's a it's a white port made the old-fashioned way, so uh, mesh fermentation mm -hmm. also stamped by feet cold mm -hmm. maceration. Mm -hmm. uh, not talking too much about the details, mm -hmm. even uh, the. Grape varieties are top secret. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but to stop the fermentation, we, we always use a really good alcohol. It's a brandy which has been in an oak barrel for 10 years, mm -hmm. even more. And uh, then it stays in, in, in small 220 mm -hmm. uh, barrels for eight till six years. Okay. Yeah. And as I told you, uh, when we when we had it, um, we make with the white port sort of a solera system. Mm -hmm. So we only we only bottle as much as we produce, mm -hmm. and we sort of mix the vintages over the year. Mm -hmm. So the quality is the same high. Yeah, <laughs> every time. Yes. And do you have any? plans in which direction would you broaden the or what other vines can we see in the future maybe under this label um, we are planning a Weißburgunder okay um, where we've just uh, this road mm -hmm. where I pointed upstairs yeah um, it's a very high uh, vineyard mm -hmm. it's still Trollinger but we are not the biggest fan of Trollinger yeah <laughs> so this uh, we will uh, yeah, we will uh, cut off the Trollinger and plant the Weißburgunder. Mm -hmm. 
because I think also the high altitude mm -hmm. will bring us uh, less sugary grapes, so mm -hmm. we will have a fresh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like a fresh fruity Weissburgunder mm -hmm. will be in, in barrel. So nice. Okay, I think it's gonna be good here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and how do you work in the vineyards, or how can you go uh, in the cellar? Sorry. So how? What's your approach, maybe to to winemaking, if you could? I'm not only talking about oxidation, but maybe I don't know sulfur or um, um, this kind of things. We, as I told you, it's it's all about wild fermentation. We don't add any yeasts. Um, before bottling, we, we add sulfur, but only very little. Mm -hmm. And then we, we, we test it at the, um, at the lab. And then we just, we re-sulfur very little. So mm -hmm. we sulfur less mm -hmm. and then we just add mm -hmm. more. It's the better way instead of just giving the max to like flat to everything. Now we. We want to interact as less as possible in the cellar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's more about tasting and deciding. No, let's just not bottle yet. Yeah. So that's mostly the decision that is made. And you don't have any commercial pressure, but wahrscheinlich, uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> no, we're not listed in any supermarkets mm -hmm. where we use a shelf space. Mm. Um, our distributors are small wine shops, <laughs> bakery, okay. uh, the vegetables store in our village. So it's a nature product when sometimes it's not available. Mm -hmm. it's, that's like, that's normally that's normal. <laughs> that cherries are not available, available all the time. Yeah, true. Should be. Yeah. And like you have one and a half hectares, right? What you said now. Yeah, um, we have one and a half under production. Yeah. And there's some vineyards that have been replanted, mm -hmm. um, which are not uh, under under production yet, mm -hmm. but under work. <laughs> <laughs> and how many bottles can you make or produce? Um, that's also. Uh, getting more every year just uh -huh. because there's more grapes every uh -huh. year just because this terrace has its first vintage another mm -hmm. terrace has second vintage and mm -hmm. normal at the moment we are around 12,000 bottles okay yeah. nice and where can people find these wines if you're not sitting here under the sun <laughs> <laughs> um, you like internationally maybe uh, internationally we are we don't have any okay. importer yet. There, there's one in Switzerland uh, which wants to work with us, but yeah, lockdown. <laughs> uh, so it's not happening yet. Uh, just send an email. We don't have a web shop yet. Okay. Web shop yet. We you just come here to Stuttgart maybe, and that's the best way. Take, I mean, take a plane. Exactly. <laughs> with the I don't know where with, the where the, the people seats. watch your. Uh, <laughs> Watch your your uh, channel. <laughs> um, no, it's a it's a small project which lives from the that it's authentic. So mm. we don't want to make yeah. pallets and containers, mm. which 
can obviously not be produced here. So mm. the whole project is has been created to to preserve this magic place. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy if this at least stays as it is. Yeah. And yeah, all the people here get the message. I think so too. And probably they did. want to work in the vineyards probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they're just happy with <laughs> supporting by drinking. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Okay, so please talk about this uh, red red port that you have. Yeah, that's uh, the portfolio red. It's mm -hmm. actually the, the port wine we make we make here in, in Waaka. Mm -hmm. And yeah the the idea of this was actually created in in Portugal. Mm -hmm. So I was with Dennis in our first year of of learning winemaking. Mm -hmm. We just took a plane, fly to the Douro, and uh, yeah, get to see other things, other mm -hmm. impressions, and we got addicted with port wine. <laughs> and yeah, after af after the first bottle, during the second bottle, we decided okay let's do this <laughs> back home one day uh -huh. one day and yeah now uh, we just did it in 2013 mm -hmm. founding year uh, from Lemberger and Cabernet Cabernet Carbone which is mm -hmm. another PV and yeah we go very low with the yield in the Cabernet it's like 20-25 kilo and in the Lemberger 30, 35. So it's very, very uh -huh. less grapes. Per? Uh, we say per R, if it's per hectare, it's it's 2,000 per hectare. Okay. Yeah, which is... I don't know. We should, it, it's we very, should look It's very up. little. <laughs> okay. just, just Google, I don't know. Uh, uh, R. <laughs> no, if you, if you Google Chateau Lafitte, I Chateau. think they, they produce... They, they, they have produce. more grapes per bottle. Okay. <laughs> No, but in the in the port wine, it's it's actually tradition, not tradition, but it's the the style that you you need the concentration. Yeah. You shouldn't make a port wine out of yeah. out of a high yield vineyard because yeah. then it just becomes alcoholic and watery. Uh -huh. So that's that's you need concentration. Yeah, true. At least in an area here where we are a few thousand kilometers more north yeah. than Portugal. Mm -hmm. Um, our disadvantage is less sun hours. Mm -hmm. Our advantage is more acidity, yeah. no regulation in alcohol level. Yeah. So we we do have less yeah. alcohol than Portugal. Uh -huh. We do have less residual sugar. Mm -hmm. And our style, our port wine style, I would say it's it's less sweet. Mm -hmm. It's more tannic driven. It's more Wineish, so okay. it goes more into wine uh -huh. than into liquor wine. Yeah, liquor <laughs> wine. Uh, so it's more fresh. Yeah, I would say uh, yes. Uh -huh. Okay. So I'm excited to try it with the chocolate mousse. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. Yeah. Okay, Sebastian. Then thank you very much for the recording. We have to go, or you have to go. <laughs> thank you very much. And um, yeah. Pleasure having you here. I'm excited about your about the video and yeah, about the podcast. Yeah, sure. podcast. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thank you and great um, effort. Really great project.